get mantra and meditation mp3s at jasongallant.ca. A major stumbling block I talk about on the spiritual journey is the ego's search for comfort. Right? It's, the spiritual path is a lot like the moth to the flame. I'm sure when the moth burns up in the fire, it's really not that comfortable. <laughs> right? It's kind of cruel, right? I mean, it's, I don't know what kind of cosmic joke was perpetuated by the, the jokesters above or whatever, but <laughs> basically, really the enlightenment journey is about the seeking of the opposite of pleasure in many cases. Because what has life shown you? It shows you pleasure, it shows you pain, but it's this constant cycle of back and forth. It's like a, it's like an episode of the days of our lives, right? It's like constant drama, constant, oh my God, you know, this happened, you know, this person. Uh, anyway, I won't get into the scenarios because I can get pretty creative, but the bottom line is you know life, right? It's not easy. It's not easy. So what we know is that the way you experience life if you're experiencing from the ego or from the identification, that is where the suffering is. So it's normal for us to go back into the old paradigm where we say, hey, uh, the ego is experiencing pain. Now I'm going to use my ego to experience pleasure to compensate for the pain. So the greater the pain gets, the more the pleasure has to get to offset it. And this goes back and forth. And, and this is where addiction can come from, where people start to look for substances or look for bigger and bigger highs to overcome bigger and bigger pain. But this is the trap of the ego. This is what, it's, what it is. So at first, we see these yogis. We see them in their beautiful light. We see like this, you know, we see the leaves and the wind and we see this these beautiful, peaceful visuals and all this new age stuff on the internet, right? Relaxation. People talk to you, you'll become more peaceful if you meditate or do spiritual work. It's hilarious. It's, it's, like a, it's like a big con in some way. Because at first, whenever you make a step into becoming peace, and that's really what happens, you become peace, your experience a lot of times becomes noisier. Because whatever you become is the new set point of your new point of view. And that point of view will see contrast. So the more peaceful you become or fall into, the more peacefulness that's within you, that's a better way of saying it, then noise that never bothered you before <laughs> gets turned up. And it's just like that with suffering. It's just like that with all the little sufferings, certain feelings you had before, certain irritations, stuff that you could push down, because the mind is good at that. It can push things down. It's almost like a pinball machine going on inside you. So you have a pinball machine, all these different walls and stuff, and you know, stuff gets put here, packed down in there. You know, the body starts to suffer from it. Yeah, diseases and things are created from this stuff because it's all trapped energy and it's all creating all sorts of anarchy within you. But once you say, I want to get free of this game of pinball, <laughs> internal pinball, all this stuff comes up and it says, okay, now just, just let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Don't put a story on it, let it be. So at first, the opposite of peace is what you experience. That's what we call the spiritual cleanse. 
So isn't it a terrible joke? I mean, at first you're seeking more peacefulness. You're like, ah, I can't sleep at night or, you know, my mind's always going. I'll go try that spiritual work. And then you think you're going to go into this big realm of just peace. It's going to be like this, this peace parade. You know what I mean? It's just nothing but peace everywhere. <laughs> but the opposite happens because you start cleansing. You're like, you're doing Om Shanti, you know, the mantra for peace. And you're experiencing some peace at first. And then all of a sudden, wham, you get hit with like, noise that was stuck, that was in the way of your unconditional peace. So you see, you start to move from the conditional, which is the mind game of peace. It's almost like the, the imitation of peace. It's like some sort of cheap company makes that factory mis, uh, facsimile of, or a ripoff of a high quality item, you know? You get that handbag or that wallet or, or that car that's made by, uh, you know, some sort of Acme company that's in a cartoon. And the, the car looks similar on the outside, but it's actually a horrible disaster. It just falls apart in a few days, you know. That's really what the mind does with truth and peace. It makes a horrible disaster of it. It, it gives you a conditional sort of experience, which is why yogis and gurus tell you, don't, don't fall into the experience trap. Don't be chasing experiences. If anything, retract your idea of what experiences should or shouldn't be and let that entire game go and then allow the truth within you to reveal the truest experience possible in this moment. And the neat part about that is that you don't have to create it, it naturally is. And if something naturally is, it's unconditional. It just stays, it just is here. Your mind's interpretation though, that's the trick. That will always change because as the mind evolves, as the mind gets filled with more light or more truth, then its experience of this moment will also evolve. So welcome to the path of peaceful noise. The reason why I'm speaking about this is because I've had a number of conversations lately with people who are on the spiritual journey or at least attempting to be which is funny because everybody's on the spiritual journey, really. I mean, if you were born, you're on the journey, regardless of what you're doing, whether you're resisting life or whether you're not, there's still some journey involved for sure. We evolve, right? Uh, maybe not as fast as some other people would like. I'm sure I've disappointed many people in my life about my lack of evolution, but the bottom line is the evolution is happening, right? So as this goes on, it is inevitable for you to start to crave the nice flashy lights and neat spiritual experiences you get along the way and say, oh, I want more of that. Why can't I just kind of rewind my life and go back to that one moment where I experienced that beautiful moment? Because as you let go of these conditional sufferings within you, un pieces of unconditional bliss will emerge from inside you. Stuff that's so heavenly that I can't even try to describe it to you because it's, it's beyond description. But at some point you become that, and then the experience, the mind, will experience more of the noise because now you've become this divine light, this divine experience, this spaciousness. And then your mind will trick you into thinking, oh, I gotta go backwards and, and look for that other experience I had before. It's kind of like going back and trying to do something and experience it as the first time when you can never experience something the first time when you've already done it. Now it's the second or third time, right? 
It's a terrible trap that the mind makes. The mind will always be looking for something or trying to own something, trying to control, you see? So as you find yourself searching for comfort and enjoying the inevitable extreme comforts that come in unexpected ways, the challenge is to also detach from those comforts and allow the greater one or more unconditional one to reveal itself in its own timing. If you start searching for experiences through the mind, memories, right? Memories of experiences, this is mind. Then you get trapped once again in the mind. And that's what we want to do. We want to use the mind, but not get trapped in it, you see? The mind isn't the place where fulfillment is. Here, without condition, is where fulfillment is. It's also where a lot of humor is. <laughs> there's some pretty funny things you start to observe when your mind isn't involved. It's just, there's just this play of this, this, this playfulness. You know, I, I can see why many of the deities or the attempts at describing the divine are playful in some way. There's definitely a playful aspect there. There's definitely a playful aspect in creativity. So allow the universe to play through you. Trumpets can make some nice sounds and sometimes they make some quirky sounds, but in the end it's all the divine, right? So I hope this helps you on your spiritual journey. Take care for now. Are you interested in working with a spiritual teacher in a formal setting? Well, perhaps the Wisdom Life School is for you. If you're interested in checking out what the Wisdom Life School is all about, just go to aratima.com. <laughs>